All right, and now we have a series. The Colorado Avalanche and St. Louis Blues are now tied at one game apiece, and you knew it would be. The Avs, not their best game. I think we can all admit that. Uh, but despite that, they did have some opportunities, and we saw glimpses of what they were doing in game one. They just couldn't sustain it. So Kyle and I will break this entire thing down, and if it couldn't get any worse for yesterday with the Avs' first loss... Another award came, and uh, an avalanche was not uh, on the last ballot. So we'll talk about that, too. Here we go. You're Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche Nation, welcome to another episode of Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And follow us over on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show goes live. <clears throat> All right. Uh, you knew the abs were not going to skate through this thing 16-0. and 0, But I think you wanted a better performance for their first loss, at least. I, you know, and as I'm saying that out loud, maybe I don't. Maybe I'd rather a stinker because when you lose and you play well, like if the Avs had lost yeah. game one, uh, you would have that would have been just so demoralizing. But this one was it was not their best performance. We have to call it like it is. You saw, like I said, you saw glimpses of it, and you thought when that happened, uh, when when they would have a really good shift, you're like, okay, this is where it starts. This is where it starts where we play that for the rest of the game. But it just didn't happen. So they lose this one 4-1 to one to St. Louis. Now we're tied, and now it goes back to St. Louis for a couple games. And we'll see what the Avs can do to make adjustments because the Blues made a ton of them. Yeah, and to your point of eventually having a stinker game, like this was admittedly the worst game of the playoffs, like bar none. You yeah. hoped it would be in St. Louis, though. The last thing you want is to have a stinker game in ball arena, take mm -hmm. the whole series to St. Louis and give them the momentum and give them the idea that, Hey, we can beat them. We just beat them. Maybe steal one or two at home and then come back to ball arena with like a three, one deficit. Yeah. You, you had the well, opportunity at worst split it. I, I, if and you're, if you're going to lose one at home, you don't want to obviously no. clearly, if you're going to lose one at home, I know it sounds maybe like uh, reverse psychology, but maybe you lose the first one. Because if you win the second yep. one, then you have the momentum going. Now exactly. it's all Blues have it. Blues are feeling really good. They would feel really good splitting the series no matter which game they won because now they've turned home ice to them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just everything about this just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And – I don't I don't see it lasting because I think the Avs have done very well at turning around a loss, save for the end of the season when they, they you know, lost six out of their last seven or something yeah, like that. Everything. Yeah, and, and that was a different time of the year, and they, they had things locked up by them. But 
remove that. And anytime the, anytime the Avs lost, they, they really turned around their game. I don't want to sit here and say this was from top to bottom horrific. I, I like that to me is saved for their game against like Boston. That that game that yeah. was in that was that was atrocious from beginning to end. This was you had moments like you had moments of that they were good, but like I said before, it just didn't sustain. They couldn't build on anything. They would have a really good shift. Up and down the lineup, they would have good shifts. I think all four lineups at least once had had a really good shift, and it just didn't carry over into the next shift that took the ice. It was it was just a frustrating game. And you know what, man? Like, I you have to give St. Louis credit for that. Mm-hmm. This is not just the Avs go out there and do whatever they want to do, and the other team just sits back and takes it. No, the Blues, the Blues got ran on on game one. The score didn't show that, but they did, and they know it. So they turned it around. They gave the Avs no time and space. They were really good uh, defensively, which is a little surprising because that's where we were talking about multiple times that they could beat their Achilles heel. And, you know, the, even though the Avs, they get shots on goal. Um, 31. 32 to 31. All right, yeah. so about even. So they got they, – they were getting shots on goal. Um. It was just it was just a struggle to maintain anything throughout this game. And I think that's where the frustration is. <clears throat> and coming out of the second period, you're down to nothing. And you realize, okay, we have to do something now. And it only took two minutes into the third period to cut that lead in half. Right. And you felt good. Like, okay, here we go. This is what you want. And then it was taken away. Mm. <clears throat> the thing I missed the most in this game was sitting there and living in the offensive zone. Um, <clears throat> the Everybody wants to complain about the missed calls and how the refs swallow their whistle. With how the power play has been looking, do you really want to kill two minutes of time, especially deeper in that game? Did you really want those calls being called? And then right. you waste your hope on a power play. Nothing looked good from the avalanche. Yes, there were bright spots like, you saw Miko a little bit, La Tornade from Sammy G, and him cycling all the way around the net. That came back. But as in putting a full game together, there was none of that. And it was a dump and chase fest. It was just a bad look on the Avalanche. And it's a game they deserve to lose. But in in the place in the series, you really just don't want to lose game two and then have St. Louis having a party all the way back and then you hear Gloria a thousand times when you play game three. This is It's not an ideal place to lose, but the Avalanche have proven they can climb out of holes like this and they can get back to the Avalanche way of playing, but this is just not a great game and not a good look and not a good time. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're going to have a bad game, and if you have one bad game, if they play this out through the, the remainder of the, the postseason, if they go far, you play one bad game every six games, I'll take that. Yep. You know, as as a fan, you don't want to sit back and watch that. And I can guarantee you, they don't want to be playing that. I think Nathan McKinnon even uh, said, "Let me see, um, who we got here." Jared Bednar says it's one loss. Uh, the series isn't over. It's not close to being over. Not for us, and not for them. Uh, Jared Bednar didn't have a problem 
Wow. Did not have a problem with the goaltender inter- interference call on, on Valanchuskin. I massively did. I, I I don't know why. This is all coming from Peter Ball, by the way, from The Athletic. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. But Nathan McKinnon um, said, where did it go? I just had it. I mean, he basically said we 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 stunk tonight. We played bad tonight. Agreed. Yeah. I mean, and you don't have to sugarcoat it. You don't have to try to come up with things like they did well. They did do some things well. This was, yeah. like I said, this was not Boston. It wasn't Boston. It, it was, you didn't have, like, your passing wasn't crisp. Like, in the beginning, like, when, when, you're, when you're getting those rushes into the zone and you had the few clean zone entries that you had, and then you pass the puck to the side or to the back, like, those passes should be right on the tape. And they weren't. They were behind the guy. They were into his skate. Like, everything just was a a millisecond off. And St. Louis was the total opposite. St. Louis was – St. Louis played a full game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And when you had that first period and you get down two to nothing, even then you're like – again, like I said the other day, like when the Avs get down early, they're okay. They, They feel like they can just play their game and they'll crawl back into it. And they did with the Landeskog goal that was on a power play, but then they gave up one, and and that is St. Louis just you know bearing down, not playing on their heels, and saying no, we're gonna go get another one. We're not gonna let you get another one. We were gonna go get another one, and they obviously got two with the empty netter. But it, it, it's just one of those frustrating games that you have to let go. You gotta let go of it, and I think the Az will definitely do that. They have to. And you really hope they don't dwell on this or take anything away from this game because this game was easily one of their worst. Yeah, it was. So we'll talk about individual players and definitely that that Valanchuskin penalty that was called on him. And I read that Bednar comment for the first time as I'm reading it out loud. I'm not sure why he's okay with that. I, I I have an idea. I was I, that that w- made the game. It really made the game for for the Blues. Um, so we'll talk about that here in in a second. So all right, hold, hold your hold your thoughts. Hold your yeah, thoughts. let's go. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about Built Bar and the new Built Bar brownie batter mm-hmm. puffs. So I, you know what? And I want to back up and talk about the the birthday cake ones because I'm like. I have to I have to at least try this thing. I know I yes. don't like marshmallows. And the funny thing is like my wife's birthday was a couple weeks ago and at work they they missed her birthday so they gave her like the they so these people made these like ginormous marshmallows with some treats mm-hmm. on them. I'm like I'm not touching that. But I'll try a puff. I'll try a, I'll try a built bar puff in the birthday one. And for a guy that doesn't like marshmallows, I have to say they're good. I'm they telling are, you. I don't think I I, I can't like just Knock them back like you do, like you know their sleeves of fig newtons, um, <laughs> but they they are very good. I ha- I have to, and that's the best thing about Built Bar is even you know what else I don't like is toffee. I'm not a toffee yep. fan, but the toffee flavored Built Bar, I can eat that bad boy. See, I'm not a coconut fan, and their coconut Built Bar, oh, it's man. one of my top five. Who who's we got a listener that I can't remember her name and she's gonna kill me. She knows I'm probably talking about it right now too because we put that up there and she said that I hate coconut and I I like coconut. So but there you go. That's proof positive right there. Even things that you don't like, you can get in a built bar and enjoy it. And most yeah. built bars are 
uh, are actually all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. That means that with built bar, you can eat healthy and actually enjoy doing it. Most have 140 calories, 16 grams of protein, 7 grams of sugar, and the brownie batter puffs have 17 grams of protein and 8 grams of sugar. Um, so you can go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, get 15% off of your order. Once again, that promo code is LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Let's talk about the Valnichuskin penalty because uh, I, I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I don't know, like, if, you know, I'm sure most people listening to this watch the game. But for whatever reason, if you didn't, uh, he, I think they were on, they were on a uh, penalty kill on that. Were they not? Or am I, I mistaken on that? No, because that, that went on five on three. That, that was the five on three, but then he had that? I I think that's why we went. I mean, St. Oh, Louis that's why went we on went five on five on three. You're right. You're yeah. right. Yes. So we were on the power play or we were on the penalty kill. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, you know, he just knocked the puck away and he went and got it. And he's wrestling with, um, I don't think it was Braden Shen. I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was wrestling with somebody. Yeah. And right up until they got to Jordan Bennington. And because of that, that physicality, because he's, he's muscling and wrestling with the St. Louis Blues defender. He gets carried into the goaltender, and they call him for interference. And number one, that's a bad call because what? How was he supposed to stop right there when he has a guy all over him? And two, Jordan Bennington looked like someone shot him. Yeah, and and he, I mean, if you're going to call anything, where's the embellishment on that? So, I mean, all the other calls in the game, I was okay with. Sure, they missed a few. I think that's going to happen in any game. But that one, was I thought, was so blatantly bad. And then you give St. Louis a five-on-three. I was really hoping the, the Avalanche would kill that because nothing gets a fan base going and a, a crowd going than killing a five-on-three penalty. But they couldn't do it. You know, <clears throat> I get what you're saying about the penalty. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about it in the Lockdown Avalanche uh, Twitter space. And I think it might be because we had like some blues fans visit the Twitter space and I had a galaxy brain about it. I don't know if I hated the call Mm -hmm. because if that hurt happened to Darcy Kemper and he had that same, we would, we were trying to absolutely kill Johansson for putting a stick in Kemper's eye and no penalty coming away from it. And we were ready to torch the league Mm-hmm. And nothing came of that. And if that same exact play happened and the sweaters were changed, we would be just as furious as St. Louis on if that wasn't called. And well, I think that's the same reason that Bednar reacted the way he did in his press conference. On He didn't hate it because he would like that call as well. I, ju- I just feel like it's one of those that it's 50-50. You want them to call that, especially with them swallowing the whistle and all game long, there were trips, there were holds, there were high sticks that weren't called. If you had a chance to get a call, that would be the area you want it. Especially, you value the goalie the most because you don't want that situation to happen again. I didn't hate it as much as many of the other Avalanche fans do. Uh, I know they like to protect goalies like their quarterbacks and mm-hmm. 
Rightfully so. They're in a vulnerable spot. They're in a vulnerable position most of the time. But for me, it's look, put yourself in Val Nechuskin's shoes. At what point is he supposed to avoid a, a goalie when he is wrestling with another guy? That's my and, and I understand what you're saying about how would we feel. And I'm not gonna play like you know like a Monday morning quarterback type of thing, but that's not me. I'm not built, and, and I and I think like both of us throughout the course of this show, or you can go right back to the thing that you referenced with Darcy Kemper and and uh, the stick in his. In his we mm-hmm. were not thinking that was intentional, and there's no. a large part of the fan base that was. Yeah. If that if that did happen to to Darcy Kemper, I'm pretty confident I would look at that objectively hmm. and say, how like where is that guy supposed to stop? Point freeze the frame where he is supposed to stop, and and you can't play it in slow mo because the game doesn't happen in slow motion. No, you know you have to play that in real speed. And at what point is Valentinovsky supposed to stop on a dime when a guy is hanging over him? I shouldn't say that. Not hanging over him, battling for position, and and avoid contact with a goalie. If for that specific play, it's just not going to happen. And the thing that bothered me the most about that was that was Valnichushkin on a penalty kill, committing to that and trying to make a shorthanded play. Mm-hmm. I would much rather LOC or one of our quicker skaters because if that goes south. They're going the opposite way on you in a heartbeat. Yeah, and well, Nuke is not the guy you want back there. And he, they call him like the choo choo train for a reason. And if you're in that position, it's hard for him to get. Like he's a big guy. Yes. It's hard for him to stop. So if you're going to make that move, it's not going to be one of those lighter guys that you could just kind of push off the puck. Mm-hmm. And they could do some kind of twirly whirly deal to get out of that. Nuke, you got to. It, it takes a minute to get him stopped. And it's a bad, bad positioning. And I, I just didn't like him being there in the first place is what I'm trying to get at it. Like for him to even be in the spot for that penalty to be called, I didn't like that at all. And I don't think Bednar did either. You mentioned Logan O'Connor. And mm-hmm. like we said, like this is going to be a chess match back and forth. Uh, now we'll see the moves the Avalanche make. Our roster moves part of it, like do because you have, you've struggled. It's so weird because you've struggled to score in game one. You threw fifty some odd shots on net, and you scored a couple goals, three goals, right, three to two it was. So yeah, um, and in this game you got one. So you 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 need more scoring. Do you do you bring in Alex Newhook now? Is this where you you bring him in? You know, you mentioned Logan O'Connor, who's not performing up to standard right now on on the bottom six, where you would bring him in. Is somebody not performing as well where you would say, like, I think O'Connor can play better than X player? For for me, like, I I think you would bring in Newhook because you do need some scoring. I I think think now is the time you can put him on a bottom six. The top six is playing – well overall yeah they didn't this this game is is whatever like you can pick apart everybody on the team for this game but overall um do you do that is are those the moves you make roster moves 
that same topic was brought up, but in the phrasing of the lines, putting the big three back together because of well, they did. They and did. I I brought up like because JJ brought it up and what are we t- the first series against Nashville? There was no complaints, not a single complaint with anything on how it was going. Mm-hmm. We kept the line split. Everything was fine. We were fine with everybody on the ice. We were all fine just saying, new hook, you stay on the bench. You don't fix what's not broken. Mm-hmm. Game one, we were still feeling great about this Avalanche team. Game two, Darcy Kemper was bad. Mark mm-hmm. it down. Darcy Kemper was bad. All of his beats were bad. Mm-hmm. Um, he had that dribbler under the glove yeah. that I, I don't think I'm ever going to forget. Well, the one that was like uh, Sammy G was uh, on defense and it kind of went off of his stick. That was a little bit deflected, t- tough to see. That was the only one where I was like, okay, I get that one. Um, the one, the one that who got it, uh, David Perron. The, the 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 yeah, in the third when Landis got cut it two to one and then they went up three to one. It was a two-on-one rush. Like, that one, he's got to stop. He's yeah. got to stop that one. And it, and it hit and, his glove, but whatever. And, and what matters – What when are we pressing the panic button here, and why are we? Is like, the Predator series, we had zero complaints. Now, after we lose a game, we're automatically putting the lines back, like, three-headed monster at the top. We're calling for new hook. Um, Darcy right. shaky. So should like, we be doing that though? I mean, exactly. it's a loss. It's a loss. It's one loss. You've won five in a row, and then you lost one. Do you? you I, I don't want to say blow it up, but do you make those little adjustments? Is are, are the adjustments roster adjustments, or are the adjustments just in in a style of play? And yeah, keep that's what exact, you have going. That's exactly what I was getting at. Nathan McKinnon scored in all four games of the Predator series. He hasn't scored yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't got Miko on the board. Like you're not getting the effort. You're not getting the effort from the three-headed monster you want to put together. Gabe scored tonight or last night, but that's it. Like yeah, but he's looking good, man. Gabe oh, he's looking is great. Looking really, really good. He he's playing his heart out. And I'm not saying other guys aren't. But Miko Rantanen has to get going. Like yeah. this has to end, man. Like th- this, like I just watch him, and he just looks like he's like lollygagging around. And he has that way about him. I'm not seeing him force any issue. Nothing. Like where it where and, and that's in wins too. Mm-hmm. And like you said, like when, when we're winning, like you kind of forgive that stuff. Now it's unforgivable. Like his motor has to get kicked into gear here. And and it, and it's so noticeable out on the ice. But I like that they don't put and I wouldn't do it. For game three, I would leave Gabe Landeskog on line two. Mm-hmm. I would leave him there because you can do stuff like this. When you need a jump start, you can move him up. I love having that in your back pocket. And if things are going fine with him on the second line, which for most of the, the playoffs they have, you leave him there because, yeah. you know, Nuke can hang on the, on the top line. He's fine doing that. So, uh, but I, my, my eyes are squarely on Miko Rantanen. Where are you, dude? Like you are one of our superstars, and and he's just not playing with it. He's he's invisible out there. 
he had the breakout, and instead of taking the shot, he passed it one more time, and no mm-hmm. goals came from it. I mean, he got an assist, uh, and it was, you know, but it, but that was on the, the Gabe Landeskog goal, where Landeskog, in a sense, passed it to himself. Yep. So it really, I mean, it, it's it's the primary assist, but it, there's got to be an asterisk next to that, because it's not really the primary assist. It was Landeskog passing it off of a defender, went right back to him. Um, I don't know. That's that's kind of just me ranting on him. So, uh, we'll see though. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody's like gonna hit the panic button and and just say, all right, we got to now bring in New Hook and we got to bring in Logan O'Connor because we lost one game. And you saw that that comment that I just read by Bednar, and that's basically what he was saying because it's one game. This thing isn't over. Yeah. I'm, I'm just not, saying I'm it's not it's work to this. I'm right. saying it's worked to this point. Why is it not working now? That's where the question is. It's not change, change, change. It's get to the get to the center of why it's not working now and address right. that. So some people are obviously not happy with Bednar. They didn't feel like he made some or did not make changes during the game. Uh, but nonetheless, the Avalanche still had a, a fantastic season, obviously. And he was not nominated once again for Coach of the Year. Is that a flub by the the NHL? So we'll talk about that and our sound check. <clears throat> I think we have some good ones today. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's uh, hear from Bet Online first, and then we'll get to all that. Our partners over at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. You can find all of the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, the Major League Baseball scores all of the fights, and even the next season NFL futures. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, from live betting to the playoffs to esports and more. You can head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. That is BetOnline.net, where the game starts. All right, our sound check for the day, if you are new to the, uh, the podcast. Kyle and I pick a song from our vast array of knowledge of music and we, that we bestow upon you. <laughs> uh, one song that we feel best summarizes uh, the most recent game, obviously, wins or losses. And you can follow this set list or playlist over on Spotify. Just search L-O-P-N Soundcheck. And whenever a uh, game is over and we share with you our selections they go right on that playlist so what do you got for today my friend easy enough billy joel we didn't start the fire because we sure didn't that's so that's that's uh, it's frustrating it's it's a good do you know like the lyric of that song like what it's about not starting a fire well no like well it's so you know he's just like rattling off all these things like one after the yeah. other, like really like real fast, like uh lyrically. It starts um the year he was born. So I wanna I don't know, I don't know say 1950 he was born mm-hmm. and it goes uh he takes like one or two big things that happen in those years and every year after that. So it goes, it starts in like 1950 and then it just goes, it goes chronologically. Every line in the song is starts in 1950, then 1951, then 1952. And it's all big events in the world that happened since he's been alive. Hmm. 
Pretty interesting. That's a man who can write. Yeah. Never doubted that man so, for a second. No, no. So he's, he's one of my favorites. Uh, it's a good one. Yeah. There, there was, there was no fire. There was zero. It wasn't there. And there there was like, there was smoldering embers. Yeah. Cause you saw it, but they didn't it get was, started. And then just, you know, they get doused with water. So, yep. uh, for me, I have another genius songwriter right here for you. Um, I went with Weird Al Yankovic. Uh, I can't watch this. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a spoof on MC Hammer's uh, You Can't Touch This. And, and the, I mean, the lyric is perfect, but... Yeah. It, it's, it's what great pull, man. <laughs> uh, one of his uh, classic albums. That was off the... I don't remember the name of the... Oh, Off the Deep End, I think it was. It was the Nirvana. Nirvana yeah, Off the, the Deep Nirvana End. The Nirvana one, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just when you when you play like that, and you get your first loss of the postseason, six games in, you just you want to shut it off and you don't want yeah. to watch it. But that's where we're at. All right, go uh, follow that and listen to those. And I wanted to bring some levity to the situation, throw out some weird owl, laugh, maybe have you know, uh, enjoy your get back to like some normalcy and and have some fun. Yeah, um, it's not all doom and gloom. But we also do have to talk about Jared Bednar not getting a final nominee spot for the Jack Adams Award yet again. And I, I was going to wait to talk about this to see if Joe Sackick, if, if he gets shunned again for the GM Award, which would be the travesty of all travesties, if you ask me. But we just have to talk about this because I don't know, like everything that's happening or everything that's happened for the avalanche ever since he took over you, there there's other guys that have won the award for everything that he has done yeah and he's not winning it he's been nominated but he didn't win it and he didn't win it because Vegas was a, an expansion team which wasn't even an expansion team now when you look at back on it all the guys that they had there already two coaches from that so, one coach yeah so i mean like so, like, nowhere along the way have they ever been given any due for what they have created, Bednar or Joe Sackick. So, what you're saying is we're not going to award you for creating what you've created, and now we're not going to award you because you've created it, and now you're all, you know you're at the top of the yep. the heap, and now we're going to give it to guys who aren't like you know doing what Joe Sackick and Jared Bednar have already done. And they haven't won it. What gives here? What it, it, it's it's a head scratcher to me. I'm sorry. It has it to it has to be something with East Coast voting, um, just kind of a, accepting the Avalanche as a good team and just be, saying, well, anybody could coach that team or anybody could run that team. No, they can't. I I, I don't understand. Honestly, it's a head scratcher, and like to not even be up there in the running, it's just it's laughable. Yeah. I don't get it. And and I hate that argument. Like, oh, well, they're they're stacked. You have to coach that. You have to coach talent. You have to coach ego. And not a lot of coaches can do that in any sport. It's very tough to do that. So There's a difference in Colorado and Edmonton because of that. Yeah. But I, so like he's getting the best out of those players. Yeah. And just because you have talent on the team, what has that gotten the Avalanche yet? Hasn't gotten them uh, a Stanley Cup. Hasn't gotten anything anything past the second round. President's not, trophy, but we're, with President's trophy. That's regular season. That's what you're voting on. 
You're not yeah. voting on, you know, what's happening in, in the postseason. And he has gotten them with that talent. It just because you have the talent doesn't automatically mean you you win anything. And you you know, you bring up the Edmonton example. That's that's a good example. They've gone through coaches. I don't know. And, I, I just I can't figure it out. I don't know why he doesn't get his just due. And with what the Avalanche put together in January, that alone should put you in that that just get you nominated in the conversation. Like putting together an overtime loss in January is the only blemish. Come on. Name me another team that's done that. And so you had um, Andrew Bennett on Florida. Get And why are you – I'm not saying he shouldn't be nominated. But, but look at the comparisons. Like what are you giving it to him for? Because of the President's Trophy? The Avalanche were President's Trophy last year. And I don't think Bednar wasn't even in the conversation then. Are you giving it to him because he took over the team after the uh, after they lost their coach? That twenty eighteen. So, so he's inheriting a team that's already good. Okay. I, well, twenty eighteen when Bednar took over for Waugh. and uh, it was the year where he rebounded after that abysmal season. Where is that that same award? And that's what they're saying with Daryl Suter is that yeah. he he took a team that's you know missed the playoffs and now they're one of the best teams. Okay, Jared Bednar did that same exact thing. Just throw my hands in the air, like, I, it, and I'm telling you guys, if Joe Sackett gets gets not even nominated, I will take a nomination at this point for Joe Sackett. Yeah. If he doesn't win it, I genuinely be okay with that. He should, but if he doesn't even get nominated again, conspiracy theories. We're having an entire episode on conspiracy theories. Get ready for it. It doesn't have to do with the Denver airport. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's uh, there's some really good stories about the Denver airport uh, and some podcasts out there to boot all about the Denver airport. Really good. Uh, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we'll be back. No. Well, I don't know. They're playing Saturday. We'll, we'll we'll play this thing by ear. I know I always say this when they play on the weekends, but um, we'll see how the weekend goes for us. If we have to wait until Monday to release the episode, we'll wait till Monday. If we can do it Saturday night, release it Sunday, we'll do that too. So, And it depends on how the game goes too. If we're not in the mood, if they play poorly again, <laughs> I might need another day. So we shall see. Um, all right, guys. But for now, it's 1-1. Well, it's not the end of the world. Let's just take a step back and say, okay, they played poorly. Uh, All right. That'll be it for today. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Definitely check out Locked On NHL for your second listen. Get caught up on everything going on around the league for these playoffs. Uh, Until next time, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We will see you guys later. Go, Abs, go!